wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, and it is here on this very podcast where each and every Thursday, I, your host, Joseph, along with the best... Oh, wait, no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, and it is here on this very podcast where each and every Thursday we talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. So without further ado, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever was, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Doing good. Doing doing pretty good. You nailed it that time, Joe. You nailed it. Oh, that was great. It's a uh, time. Very happy to see you, and you're not yeah. a giant puddle because we survived yeah. the awful heat wave that was this past weekend. And it's awful. It was bad. It's awful. Almost we we're talking about it. It felt like 108, but yeah, it was actually like 97 mm-hmm. degrees. It was an awful weekend, just weather wise. This week has yeah. been absolutely awful. And now, like the Midwest is getting it. But guess what, Kyle? All right. Before you die, I gotta let you know something. This is the weather podcast. This is the PlayStation podcast. Sure for the first the time, actually, that's a good question. I don't mm. know for sure. <laughs> but for the first time, and it seems like forever during the summer, we finally have some good PlayStation news. We're gonna talk about PlayStation attending Gamescom and the Tokyo Game Show. We're gonna talk about PlayStation hosting the Evo tournament and maybe even dropping some fighting game news. We're going to talk about Cyberpunk 2077, Control going gold, some Overwatch controversy. But before we get into all the news, Kyle, what have you been playing? Uh, I'm sorry to disappoint you, PlayStation friends. Um, I know it's a PlayStation show, but I just haven't had time to play a PlayStation game, and I feel bad backing off of not playing The Witcher, because that was my summer game. Uh, I played, uh, multiple, oh my god, multiple, Marvel Ultimate (laughs) Alliance 3 a whole lot. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good game. Uh, there's something weird about it that's not vibing with me all that much. Okay, how Um, far have you gotten through it? Uh, I beat. I think the last one I beat was Kingpin. I think I'm up to fighting Ultron. Oh, okay. Uh, but he, oh, kicked, he yeah, kicked yeah. my ass. Kingpin um, did? No, Ultron did. Dude, Ultron's no fucking joke. Yeah, that guy so. will mollywop the shit out of you. And I feel, I feel like there's also some fights. I don't know. Maybe I'm real bad at this game, but you're actually supposed to lose, and the story keeps going. So oh, I haven't run that's into a thing. those yet. Yeah. Wait till you fight, spoiler alert, uh, Dormammu. That guy will fucking... Oh, he's in yeah. the hole. That's awesome. Yeah, he'll take um, you out to dinner and then, you know... Not not call you back? <laughs> not call you back yeah. one bit. It's a uh, one and done situation with Dormammu. I, I, I think it's it's a, it's a great game. I, I think it's, it's fantastic. It plays well. It's just like the other ones. Yeah. There's just... I don't like how it... It feels like it, you're, I'm being penalized because I'm not... Because I'm switching my team up so much. Like, I want to use all the different heroes. Honest to God, so, like, I went Spider-Verse, right? Yeah. What's up, Danger? Um, Don't be a stranger, because I've been using just Venom, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man, Miles. Yeah. All the way through. That's a good good team. Yeah. And then, like, and of course, like, they're all melee fighters, but it is what it is. You know what it is with me, Kyle? And I'm going to be real with you. I I think this was, like, Sean Capri made this... uh, friend of the show he made this analysis when it first arrived on the scene of just like why is this an exclusive like 
Spider-Man, yeah. we get it's a it's technically a new IP. It's like a whole new story, whole new sure. set of you know, uh, reimagined story, whatnot. And but for when it comes to like Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, the last two were on an Xbox and PlayStation, and it yeah. kind of feels weird that it sequestered the sequel on Nintendo's platform. Because like my biggest problem with it is like. If you take that thing out of anything but portable Vita mode, right? This mm-hmm. is how we keep a PlayStation. Um, it's just ugly as sin. Like, it's mm. ugly. But when you get it to portable mode, you're like, oh, actually, this is nice and it plays well. Mm-hmm. But, like, to me, there's parts of the game where you hit your ultimates, where all everybody does their cool special move and you tag it together, where yeah. the frame rate just dips. Yeah. It's like, sure. I'm going to bring the WoW audience back in here. Oh, Wrath of the Lich King, Naxxramas right arachnid quarter okay we're talking frames are dropping like like <laughs> oh i'm sorry i put you to sleep too Kyle. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> your frames are dropping to like nine frames a second it's mm-hmm. just it's ridiculous so to me i'm playing this game and i'm playing it on you know not portable mode for most of it and i'm just like man i really wish this was on my ps4 and how yeah. better it would be not looking. I don't really care about that. I actually mm-hmm. like the aesthetic when it comes to the characters. But like how how better this game would be running. Yeah. You know? It's just and, it, yeah. And again, as somebody who actually likes likes a lot of trophies, uh, I can think of many different trophies that oh would be God. cool to achieve. Like you know? do uh, uh I don't know what they're called in the game. I'm blanking out. It's synergy moves. Yes. Or something. Where like yeah. you and your teammate like somebody else in your team does like a special variation of whatever mm-hmm. your special abilities are. Like, I don't know, Wolverine do like the Wolverine fastball special. Like yeah. that would be dope as a trophy. It yeah. actually might be one in the old games, but or just I the digress. puns they can use. Yeah. Like, like do a different combinations of everyone's ultimate. Like mm-hmm. it, it'd Deadpool be great. would be like when you unlock him, you like unlock taco Tuesday, you know, like oh, something that'd be great. Yeah. yeah something awesome. But, Again, it, yeah, it's a good game. It's mm-hmm. not great. Yeah. It's kind of what I needed in the moment to kind of forget. But cop, can we actually start really depressing PlayStation people because they come here for a PlayStation show. Oh, so you were just giving me crap because I brought yeah. up a Switch game, and now you're going to yeah. bring something else in here. Even are worse. you going to tell me? Hold on, time. Are you yeah. going to tell me that you you played <laughs> more Apex over on the Xbox platform with uh, a one Luke Lore, Insipid Ghost, and somebody else? Is that what you're about to say? <laughs> somebody else well no actually today i played alone and i got i wiped three squads by myself wow three squads by myself awesome hook shot i revived two people while they were in the storm and i hook shot onto my my oh my god it's so cool 10 kills 1400 damage i'm rounding Uh, up on playstation or on xbox i'm not gonna talk about where how that's not important i'm leaving it's because it doesn't have cross progression or else I gladly play it on mm-hmm. my PlayStation. I get it. I but get even it. worse than that, Kyle. What? I played Gears of War Tech Test. Oh my god. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot oh, of fun. I'm god. sure it is, but I mean it's my game. Like that's like and I say this all the time. Yeah. Like I'm a PlayStation gamer ninety percent of the time, except when it comes to Apex and Gears. And um Dude, I love this game so much. I just want the sacred symbols on the screen instead of the mm. A, B, X, Y, bullcrap. God, it was really good. And like again, yep. as a PlayStation fan, I got to I gotta give credit where credit is due. But enough. Enough of this, okay? Well, I'll talk PlayStation. You're right. Yeah. Kyle. 
Well, we I, usually... I'm the one that started it off wrong. I, I said I was playing a Switch game, but it's fine. Oh, that's true. You know what? This is all your fault, Kyle. <laughs> Everybody direct it. your hate onto this man. I'll take it. It's fine. Whatever. Let's start with well, some places like to call news. You know, there's sure. always news, rumors, speculation. Here in the trophy room, we like to call them goobers. What's the first goober on the list, Kyle? This comes from Sammy Barker over at Push Square. Sony will exhibit at Gamescom, Tokyo Ga- and Tokyo G- Game Show. Sony's absence at E3 2019 contributed to one of the worst conventions at the American Game Show since the event began two decades ago. But the platform holder will exhibit at Gamescom 2019 and Tokyo Game Show 2019. While there's no confirmation of any press conferences right now, the company will be present on both show floors showcasing its latest wares. So first, I want to talk about Sammy Baker over here, the co-founder of Push Square. He's saying just because Sony wasn't at, at E3 this year, did it really make it for one of the worst conferences or one of the worst shows this year? Was it really I, because of Sony or because nobody brought the heat? Um, I, I Honestly, I don't think it's the show's fault at all. I think we had... I think our expectations were too high. And I think that's mm-hmm. across the board. Um, there's no one press conference that really blew me away. There were some very solid press conferences. Xbox was solid. Um, uh, I, I liked, uh, I like squares a lot. Uh, Nintendo's was great. (laughs) Nintendo's was great. So like the very solid conferences, but none that really blew anyone out of the water. Um, so like yeah, I I think it's just our expectations were so high. It was a middling show. I've seen worse E threes. Is what I'm yeah. getting at. Like yeah, there's yeah. Ridge Racer. Uh, you know Wonderbook Ridge. on stage. Oh Why was Wonderbook on stage for so long? <laughs> Remember when Miyamoto was like playing an instrument, but he really oh, wasn't on stage. Yeah, yeah. God, the Labo of last generation. Um, I got a question though for you. It is yeah. weird. So PlayStation is going to be at Gamescom. It's going to be at Tokyo Game Show. With again, they're going to be on the show floor, so you could play games on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but isn't it weird though that they decided to go to Gamescom and bring games and be on the show floor and not do that for E3? Do you feel like maybe that was a missed mark? No, no, I don't think so. Because, um, if you if you take a little walk down memory lane with me there, Joe and listeners, uh, when was the first time we saw Ghost of Tsushima? Gamescom. That was unveiled at Gamescom, not at E3. Was it really? Absolutely. Yes, it was. Um, or Paris Games Week, excuse me. Okay. Different, different. But, like, that was not at E3 that year. That was at a smaller You're show. You're right. You're right, um, yeah. So, like, it doesn't shock me that they skipped out and they're they're going to showcase more at, um, at Gamescom and Tokyo. I mean, Tokyo Game Show is a given because PlayStation is synonymous with Tokyo yeah. in, in Japan. Actually, let me fact check, uh, check you here. Yeah. I think it was at PSX. No, Paris no? Games. Paris oh, games. all right, okay. Robbie, I will Bobby look it up right now, but okay, I'm one hundred percent sure. Um, okay, so I, because to me, I kind of think, wow, it's a kind of a missed opportunity if you're going to be at Gamescom and Tokyo Game Show. Why not just at least have some games to showcase on E3, like not on the E3 stage, but but on the show floor as well. Like, I feel like that's just a missed opportunity for people just exhibiting the floors around them. It gives them, uh, you know, places like Xbox or Nintendo more bandwidth in the exhibit hall. But mm. you don't think that even creates the slight tinge of 
maybe people checking out more of Xbox or Nintendo rather than remembering that PlayStation's also in the mix too. You don't think that's the case at all? No, not no. no. I, yeah, I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't see that. It's, it's just like you know they didn't want to maybe go all out at E3 and save some heavy hitters for something just, else. Maybe they want to really bring these shows up a little bit. Okay. Well, so like how so? Because thing. they're again, like they're just going to be on the show floor. As Do of you now, think they're. Oh, so my question: You think they're going to be on a stage? Uh, maybe not a stage, but maybe a state of play that week. Okay. To kind of kick okay. it off. Um, also, real quick, uh, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, Paris Games Week of 2017. Oh, look at that. Right Point. back at me, dude. Point, Point for Kyle, zero for me. Robbie Bobby <laughs> Miller put it on the board. So, okay, Kyle, uh, yeah. a state of play. Now, yeah. are we having like a live state of play or is this going to be something? If Now, if I was Shu, again, we know Shuhei runs first party at yep. Sony. We also know he's a more a maleficent power than that. Maybe even a little bit le- a benevolent. But like with that, what do you think here? What What is Sony to do? Do you see a, like a Last of Us on the show floor? Mm. Maybe a Ghost of Tsushima? Do we see maybe the, 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 the showcase is we're seeing Death Stranding gameplay. Do you think that's maybe where we're leaning here? Uh, yeah, maybe leaning more towards Death Stranding, uh, yeah. more some gameplay there, since that is actually, out of the ones you said, the the one that has an actual date. Yeah. Um. So I could see that. I could see a lot of VR being pushed. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're about to talk about it in a second, but like yeah. Iron Man VR For being sure. a big showcase. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that's probably their focus. Also, games games comes in Europe, uh, probably a huge FIFA, yeah. a FIFA push um, in that state of play. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, that, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think when it comes to like Gamescom or it comes to Paris Games Week, as we get closer to the Death Stranding release date, that we make Death Stranding the big focus on. Here, here's the thing we're talking about. Here's the thing we're marketing like crazy. Have a state of play that revolves around Death Stranding. You know, um, dreams. Maybe actually getting that release date. A couple of indie titles. Maybe and- show more medieval. Maybe more medieval that's excellent and then showing like iron man vr and you have this line of games to actually litter the show floor with yeah and you've given your developers enough time to work on these games instead of having to hit the deadline which is e3 because i think what we just talked about right here is a great lineup of games it's just not a great stage of games yeah if that makes any absolutely. sense absolutely if it was yeah. like if they had um uh, Jim Ryan or yeah. Shuhei or they brought back Andy House yeah. like uh, on stage for that lineup um, it people all over the internet would be screaming like this is the worst press yeah. conference ever like I, it's not press conference worthy with that like if there's but if, if it's on the, if it's on an exhibitor floor yes. people are getting their hands on making because first that's the bottom line is we need to know what they play like yeah. what they feel like and that's why not put more yeah. emphasis on that than just showing it off again yeah yeah with that kyle another this tokyo game show nonsense okay japan never invites me anywhere never i've asked multiple times let's get to the next wait you've asked the, the country of japan yeah i look at a globe and i'm like can i am i invited <laughs> they're just like 
Mm, you have one of those globes so. when you when you press the country, it says its name and maybe like a fact, and you just keep yeah. pressing it, hoping that yeah. you reach somebody on the other side. Yeah, and I'm just like Japan. They're like samurais, and I'm just like, cool, 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 feudalism. Uh, listen, can I come to your country? <laughs> and they're like, no, you got to meet this criteria, and you've done a lot of really questionable things. No, I'm mm. good. We don't want to be associated with you. I'm like, all right, well, you're lost. Yeah. You're lost. <laughs> Kyle, next you forgot it. Uh, uh, this also comes from Push Square. This co- is written by Robert Ramsey. Uh, PlayStation is sponsoring Evo 2019, sparked speculation over new game announcements. PlayStation is an official sponsor of Evo 2019, the event has revealed. Taking place early next month on the 2nd of August to the 4th of August, Evo is the world's largest annual fighting game tournament. This year is set to feature nine main games, and eight of them are being played on PlayStation 4. Just to be clear, that's Tekken 7, Street Fighter 5, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Mortal Kombat 11, Samurai Showdown, Soul Calibur 6, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, and bear with me here, Under Night in Birth XE colon late, I don't know what the bracket, ST. <laughs> Nintendo's Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is the only non-PS4 title on show, discounting side tournaments. Evo's quote, we are excited to partner with PlayStation for Evo 2019. Eight of the nine main event titles are presented by PS4. Don't miss any of the action and stay tuned for more news from PlayStation at Evo. Dude, isn't it crazy how PlayStation has cornered the fighting game scene? Yeah. For it's sure. nuts. Like when they're just like, yeah, like 90% of the games we're going to be, you know, featuring on this show, on, not show four, that uh, we're going to have tournaments for, all of them except for the Nintendo exclusive are all on PlayStation. It surprises me because I remember Xbox having that push of, um, God, what was their fighting game they had? Oh, oh, oh. God. I can see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they still Killer Instinct. To do Killer Instinct. And they still see, like, you see, like, the Arbiter in there, mm-hmm. I think. Like, they still try to do little pushes towards it, but it's crazy that, like, yeah, Killer Instinct's not on here. Yeah. Right? Street Fighter Five PlayStation exclusive, Mortal Kombat PlayStation. Like you're just having PlayStation everywhere. It yeah. seems like they've cornered the scene. My question here: They said, uh, "Stay tuned for more news from Sony at Evo." Do you think we're going to see some type of Sony making a mark, like announcing maybe Street Fighter Six or some type of expansion? Oh, I see your face, Kyle. I Come know on, Joe. You, want. you know what I, I want. Know what you want. Go for it. I'll give it to you. It's PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale too, baby. That's what. It, that's what it is, man. <laughs> that's what I want. Oh. Give it to me. Uh, also, a real cheap plug while yeah. we're here, since it's like on topic. Yeah. Um, we had a, a guest on earlier this year, Emmett yeah. uh, Emmett Watkins Emmett Jr. Watkins Jr. Yeah. One of the best. He writes for Los Harrow's Games on Twitter, and uh, he's been doing a thing all year of like what we want in the roster from PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale 2, like a, mm. like a fantasy draft thing. And okay. I put up a fighter, which is live this week. Uh, I am I wrote for Tamba. I don't know if you know Tamba. I don't know Tamba. Oh, let, man. He, let he's in. this very fa- – he's a feral child who, like, is fighting these evil pigs. It's a PlayStation 1 classic. It's a cult okay. classic. Um, okay. So go over to Los Harrow Games on Twitter and read both sides. I think he's – I. 
I don't know what he's fighting for. I've never heard of that character in my entire. I think it's a Katamari. <laughs> Who cares? Character. Who cares? Whatever. He's not going to so, win. Tomba. No. Tomba's go fight, a, a feral go home child. For Tomba. Let's get yeah. him in whatever the next uh, iteration of Battle Royale yeah. to. Hashtag but, trophy room for feral kids. Absolutely. Oh my God! Yeah. Don't make that trend. Um, One eight seven zero seven feral kids. One eight seven seven feral kids. You know how he attacks the at your ankles. He <laughs> he jumps on them and like sinks his teeth into their heads. And Jesus Christ! Yeah. Oh my God! The game's so good. Uh, God, he must be fun at the foster home. <laughs> we can only. I mean, he's a feral child. You know, they gotta. Yeah. I, yeah, re-enter yeah, yeah, yeah. him into the world. <laughs> uh, that's the dream, of course, right? Okay. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is, but maybe they're it's something smaller. Like, hey, Kratos is in one of these games, or like another Ooh. guest spot type thing. Maybe Street Fighter got one. I think is Street Fighter. Or, no, Tekken has Kenny Omega. Tekken has it, right, and Negan. They, I know. Yeah, they have Negan from the. I didn't know they have Kenny Omega. I think Kenny Omega is in one of huh. these. Huh. I think they I, have I like know, a, like, yeah. wasn't Kratos in a Mortal Kombat at one point? He was in a. I think he was well, in, like, he might DC be. versus. Right? He very I might. He very I would love be. to see, though, Kratos in Mortal Kombat as an exclusive character. That'd be freaking dope. But I think it just means any game that we're talking about is going to have the emblem splash. I don't think, mm. when it comes to news, I don't think it means, like, anything more than maybe we see an exclusive Hori fighting pad for PlayStation. Sure. Like something like that. I'm thinking really small, not gonna make a huge splash because again, we got like a year and a half to the next gen. So are we gonna really are we gonna really let loose and, and throw a Street Fighter Seven or a Battle Royale oh All Star Two? Can you imagine though, Joe? It'd be so good. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Well, whatever. It's fine. Next goober on the list, Kyle. Uh, let's talk real about quick. it. Do yes. you find it interesting that Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is not part of this? Oh, absolutely not. That game is horrible. Oh, have you played it? Yeah, I, I've oh. I've only heard absolutely awful things about it, so I oh. can't like go. Oh, from experience, I you know. Mm. Uh, okay. But from what I've seen, from what I've heard, it's nothing but. I saw the. I actually saw the limited edition, like up close and personal. Remember, there's an old uh, controversy with the limited edition because the Infinity Stones just like look like Easter eggs, like oh, cheap no. Easter eggs. Oh no! Oh my God, they look awful. Oh no! They oh, really okay. try to cheap it out on it. Oh my God. Uh, anyway, yeah. Let's talk about something that I have a lot of interest in. You and I as both have a lot of interest in and that is gameplay footage from marvel avengers has leaked from san diego comic-con uh this comes from joseph Yaden over at ps lifestyle and what i'm gonna do instead of talking through the description of this video uh i'm just gonna talk about some of the notes that i saw from the characters in this trailer and then uh i saw iron man Thor and a bit of Hulk. You saw Cap and I think Black Widow versus Taskmaster. Yeah, I saw a little bit of extended of what you saw. Yeah. yeah. So what I found was interesting from each character was they all played like similar games we've already played. Like Thor played a lot like Kratos from God of War. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like his Thor, uh, his Thor, his He's, hammer acted yeah. like the axe from uh, from God of War. Comes back. 
It throws it, yeah. comes back. The cool thing that what Thor's hammer does, other than just you know conjure fucking lightning, is actually when you hit people with your hammer, you can actually leave them there in place and then just fight other people like Kratos would when he yeah. doesn't have his axe, which is yeah. awesome. The cool thing as well, when you throw the hammer and you hit a weak enemy, they literally go flying. Which has to, like, these people are dead on impact. Oh, Let's be real. 100%. I mean, we're going to get to Hulk in a second. Yeah. Like, those people are in wheelchairs. A lot like, of people died. Or, a lot or, or of orphans. kids are orphans. Yeah, like, yeah. dude. Uh, it looked awesome, though. Thor's, Thor's gameplay, I was just like, okay, this looks good. Not great, because I've already played the perfect version, which is God of War. Yeah. Then it switches almost mm-hmm. seamlessly. It has a little cutscene. Seamless transition to Iron Man. Then it goes from literal god of war gameplay straight to what i recognized as anthem gameplay it's like what you wanted at yeah. from anthem right here you're iron man you're flying they nailed it 100 percent. you're in the um oh god the golden gate bridge i was almost forget a fucking yeah. national landmark like that and it kind of reminded me yeah of something like anthem meets star fox in the best way okay it looked Fantastic! You were shooting uh, these soldiers that were flying in the air with jetpacks, and then you land on the ground, and then you just start laser beaming folks. Like you're not like you're punching them for sure, but you're mostly using your hand cannons to fight off folks. It looked really awesome, and that's yeah. where the gameplay looked totally unique to me. And then we saw Thor, and from the brief snippet I've seen of Thor, he reminds me of what was it the ultimate mayhem game on xbox right was that what it was called i don't remember oh god i'm gonna one when you take over it reminded me of that he seemed like how hulk would fight oh you're talking about hulk you said thor i got confused oh sorry yeah when we see hulk he's he's just a monster and he fights like a ravaged monster like really think of the avengers the movie where he's like bashing into the like mm-hmm. city buildings without a care. You're, That's how he's fighting. You're missing a really cool step though. So what? it goes from Iron Man and then it goes up to the jet and it's Black yes. Widow and Bruce Banner yes. and and Black and Nat is like, "All right, Bruce, you're up." And then you see him like take off the glasses and he yep. does like a big <sighs> and then he runs out the jet and he jumps and you see him transform and then land in its full Hulk mode. Dude, and when he's hitting people onto the ground, you mm. literally see the asphalt break. And that's yeah. why I'm not like he's using guys the the like as yeah. a weapon to hit other guys. He lands, like, picks somebody up and does like the Loki thing. And yeah. just starts playing in them on the ground. Dude, it's awesome. And, oh my god. That who and like the thing is, is like when they're landing on the asphalt and it's, it's not like a little crack on the ground, it's like like a block like a city block breaking it was intense and i'm like well that guy's kids are orphans like that guy's dead there's no there's no way that guy survived the impact so with that transferring over to what you've seen you saw cap and nat how did they play uh yeah so before we move on from hulk real quick yeah i could see where the crystal dynamics uh part of the the, the development is because yeah. it's you see Hulk running down the Golden Gate Bridge, which by the way, how long is the Golden Gate Bridge? It feels like it's forever. I, it, like there's <laughs> destruction. Uh, that's besides the point. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Hulk is running, and then there's these red ramps, very easily visual markers, kind of like Tomb Raider, where you can find ledges and stuff. Um, okay. And then there's like claw marks on the side of things that Hulk can run, like wall run on. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, then Hulk goes into so um, the clash, the classic visual cues. Yes, of like, a, like Uncharted, Uncharted, like with the yellow and stuff. Rare. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So then Hulk lands, and I forget what how I think they're talking to Cap in the helicarrier because that's like taken off, and yeah. he's trying to stop something in there. Um, and then Cap is basically like he gets off the the comms with Nat. And he throws the shield and takes out two dudes, and then it goes right Ooh. into gameplay. Which, again, you talked about it. It's so seamless. Which yeah. I, I hope that's what it is, like, in the final build, like, throughout, because that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then it's just Cap using a shield, like, when he punches and just knocking people out. And Does he throw and, it? Like, like I mean, of course he throws it, but, like, does he do cool, like, deflects like we were seeing him do in Endgame? Um, I'm trying to remember. I, th- I think so. Um, okay. It, like, he has a... Uh, of course, he threw it, and it chained against other people. Um, but then, like, he did something, and, like, the shields glowed red uh, type okay. of thing. And then he just, like, was, like, shield running and bashing people into the wall. He did a thing, like, I guess the ultimate move. He took a shield and just kind of went down in the ground in shockwave and took everybody out, uh, which was pretty cool. And then that's where Cap's uh, play, uh, gameplay ended, and then it and went then we back to... Black Widow and Nat. Um, Sorry, why did I say cat? Yeah, Nat. Yeah, and then uh, they're they're kind of standing. Thor and and Iron Man are there, and Hulk, and they're like, uh, Tony, what are these Pulsar tech doing here? Like, why'd you create this? And then Tony, you know, the the typical like, well, somebody had to. Like, it was for yeah. our production. The bad guys got it, whatever. Um, and then Taskmaster comes out, and. Um, he he goes like from one shield agent to the the other, like you're on the wrong side, Nat. And then he flies mm. off. Nat chases after him very much like the Uncharted and Hulk thing, like find the things and jump. She jumps off the bridge and jumps on Taskmaster, um, which is a really cool thing. And then this is what I heard from people during E3 who saw the demo, which is excited me. Taskmaster is flying throughout the level, and you are. It's very QTE. Which okay. is fine. I'm fine. fine with right. it. Like, okay. that's how you get the awesome moments in games. Like, I'm totally right. okay with that. Um, yeah. He, she's can, on him. Yeah, go ahead. That's what she said. Who? Uh, <laughs> my question is, uh, uh, we'll get past that. I yeah. never saw a QTE moment up until what you just told me. And one of the biggest criticisms was too many QTEs. But I never saw that in the game. There part. was one during Hulk. Okay. Okay. Uh, did you get to the it? part where he picked up the tank? Or did it cut oh, off? I, it cut literally right there. Oh, so, okay. like, you could picture me about to climax. <laughs> and then cut right back to the beginning yeah. again. I was like, oh, God. There yeah. was one there. Like, a guy fell out of the tank. He, like, just kicked him. And then he there was a button where he pressed and he threw the tank. Oh, um, right. But, like, Black Widow's on Taskmaster. And they're flying through the level. And as they're flying through, you see Iron Man over there helping people. You see Hulk... Helping people cool. in the background, like grabbing this eighteen uh, wheeler from going overboard, like it's That's it's awesome. so visually awesome. And then it, I didn't see the end because it cut. Um, right. But I'm, I loved what I saw. So there's maybe one here, downside, but what was your what was your one downside? Because I had none. Uh, I didn't like Thor's hand to hand. Yeah, okay. it, it, it was very. It was the same thing. It was like one, two, three, one, two, three. It just felt repetitive. Okay. Um, but yeah, everybody but else it. played fine. Yeah, I mean, like, Thor's a god, so if he's just yeah. keep doing three punches over and over again, get yeah. something flashier, you know what I mean, Thor? <laughs> <laughs> You're God of Thunder. Shoot, you know, yeah. 
shoot some people with lightning. Absolutely. Um, no, I I loved almost everything I saw from it. Like I know yeah. I talk. It, it's you see a lot of similarities from a lot of games, but that's fine as long as yeah. the gameplay is Absolutely. good and it feels fresh. Um, my question here, though, like again, I have no downfalls. Why didn't they show the gameplay at E3? Why keep it so close to their chest? Because what we saw that. had everybody on edge. Yeah. And like I walked away from it going, oh, God, this doesn't look good. Nat doesn't look good, right? Like Cap doesn't look good. And now we see this leaked image from San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con. It looks fucking awesome. Yeah. It, ju- it literally jumps several spots from my most anticipated, probably like on the top five somewhere. Yeah. Just because of this gameplay, it looked yeah. phenomenal. You're probably not regretting that shirt purchase anymore. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's 19 bucks every yeah. spent, man. Yeah. yeah I, so I don't know yeah. why they didn't show it. Like it, it seems like a no-brainer because if they showed this, would this be, would this have been your game of show if they showed this, or you think like Final Fantasy? Because I'll be no. honest. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. I'll be honest. It would have been my game of the show. Yeah. You know, uh, that would have been the thing I would cream my jeans over. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake would have still been my game of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for a second, when you said Final Fantasy, I thought of the Eight Remake. I was like, Joe, calm down. I was hyped, <laughs> but not. Um, I, remake would still steal it, but this would be a solid one yeah. A, like okay. right, right, right up there. Right um, I love superheroes. Yeah. I love the style of that game from what it looks yeah. like. A big set pieces and action. I love the voice cast. Like it is a it is a Kyle ass game. If yeah. you were to say like Kyle, what's your game? That's a, that's a Kyle ass game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the cool thing about it too, they also showed off variant uh, um, costumes as well. So don't worry about the if you weren't a fan of the Iron Man costume, don't worry. The variant looks awesome. I was not a fan of the Captain America ver- uh, uh, costume. The variant of it looks way cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it seems like they've worked a bit on some of their faces. So your complaints so far, it seems like they've touched up some of them. Mm-hmm. So awesome. If they're listening to the feedback, the constructive parts. And yeah, from what we've seen, I just wish, wish we saw this at E3. But yeah. with that said, we also got to see, at least I did, 20 minutes of the Iron Man VR game that's hopefully going to be at Gamescom at Tokyo Game Show. And um, my first impressions of that trailer, what we saw, was I was worried it was going to be on rails. Yeah. You're actually free roaming. You're yeah. actually flying around, you know, the Tony Tony House Tony Houses, Tony Stark's house. <laughs> and you're also flying over the village that is accompanying it. So like you're in like Santa Monica for the most part, and you're that's just awesome, flying man. around. It looked incredible the enemies you were fighting the like the pulsers you're actually using the psvr controllers to actually fire your uh repulsor rounds mm-hmm. at at enemies it looked super cool looks super yeah. dope camouflage holy crap it looks awesome i yeah. can't wait with that kyle let's get into the next goober which is we got some flash news <gasps> flash news we got some flash news let's talk about cyberpunk kyle Robert Ramsey from Push Square. Cyberpunk 2077 has no pre-order bonuses. Quote, we don't do that. Everyone gets the same game. Bravo. Cyberpunk 2077 won't have any pre-order bonuses. A user of Reddit asked the game's official Twitter account if there would be any incentives. And the developer's reply is rather refreshing. Quote, we don't do that. 
Every person that buys the game gets exactly the same in-game content, no matter if they buy it in pre-orders, on release date, or two years later. That is dope. Way too many times. Man, it seems like a lot of games nowadays, right? There's like, here's your Walmart uh, pre-order. Here's your GameStop pre-order. Here's your Best Buy pre-order. Here's your digital exclusive pre-order. Like, way too many. And like, yeah, there are some things I would like from Amazon, but I I can't because I'm buying it from GameStop, right? Yeah. Like, that's awesome to see that they're not doing that. Now, they are having something at Best Buy where you get a steelbook case Mm -hmm. with it, but still, it's dope. That's awesome that they're not doing that. Do you know yeah. what my, the worst offender that comes to mind when I think of that? Who? It's Arkham Knight. Do you remember God, all the different yes. co- skins in different places? It bugged the crap out of me. Yeah. That was It's bad. just like, just, just give me the game. What are yeah. you doing here? Now, my yeah. question here for you, Kyle, is this is marketed as uh, for uh, Microsoft, I believe, right? Now, I understand when they do things, again, begrudgingly understand when, like, this is, you know, Destiny has, you know, PlayStation exclusive stuff or had. And I I was just like, okay, I get it. It gets people over to that side. Do you think without the pre-order incentives that this is going to hurt the exclusivity deal that uh, Microsoft has in place with CD Projekt Red? Do they have an exclusivity deal or, or just or, like... Or marketing exclusive. Oh, sorry. marketing. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll hurt it. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it was smart by them to have that Oh, absolutely. at the forefront of everyone's mind. Like when you think cyberpunk, oh yeah, no, I saw that on Microsoft stage. Yeah. Keanu Reeves came out. Keanu Reeves. Oh, when they hacked into E3 last year. Yeah. Like that was both incredible E3 moments and that was on Microsoft stage. So I what think. Do you think the, what do you think though, like the ratio is going to be? Like between PlayStation. From sales wise? Yeah. Because like we saw that like Kingdom Hearts at Xbox's stage last year and mm-hmm. it sold like 80 to two or sorry eight to two to to be fair we saw king of the parts at every stage last year that's true <laughs> <laughs> um right. i i but still even think like like devil might sob right <laughs> sold like seven to three on, on yeah. playstation i i still think it will sell better on playstation just because of the amount of playstations that are out there right. i i just think it's logical but if, if out of 10 yeah. Oh man, I would say probably. I'll give it like a six to four PlayStation. Okay. I think okay. it'll be close. Dude, I can't wait to get this. I can't either. I still don't entirely about. understand how I'm going to be playing the game, but it's yeah. one of those things where I don't care. I just want to have it. I've never been so jealous of people with bomber jackets in my life. I know, I think right? Bomber jackets are lame, but that one's dope. Yeah. That people got out of E3. Yeah. Like I never, I've never been more jealous of the blind gamer. Uh, Steve, the blind mm. gamer in my life. I was like, I want to fight him for the bat, that bomber jacket. He'll probably win. He'll probably win, but whatever. You know? I don't think they had him in, in big man sizes, which sucks. Whatever. It's a gold, Then that's a gold bomber jacket, you know? Oh, I, I see you. I see you. Yeah. 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 With that, let's get to the next story. Uh, Sammy Baker over at Pish Square wrote, Remedy wraps up development as control goes gold. Michael Kazar... Oh, Michael. I'm so sorry, Michael. Yeah, do it. Michael do it. Kazarinen, creative director, tweeted the following. It is done. New IP, new tech, new game structure, new direction, three platforms, and three years. What an achievement from the best dev team on the planet, Control Remedy, on Twitter. Here's a new segment I like to call, Where's the Hype? Kyle? Yeah. Okay. Here's the question for you. I wish I wore my hype hat today. That would have been perfect. All right. Next next time, I'll let you know. I got you. Here's the deal. 
control is now gold, which means we get to put on a scale from one to ten our hype for control. At this very point, from a scale of one to ten, where's your hype on control? Uh, a solid eight and a half. Solid eight and a half. My next question. I'm, I'm right there. I'm going to say a solid eight. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I'm like, okay, I know this is going to be great. Yeah. But I also have Man of Medan coming shortly afterwards. Sure. With that said. I'm very sad. Where do that. you think reviews are going to fall on this game? From a scale to one to ten. What do you think? What do you think? It's gone gold. We can now safely assume whatever people's hands are get, like getting on this game. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be an Ultimate Alliance situation where it's like, good, not great? Is it going to be a God of War level of perfect tense? What are we getting at Mm. here, Kyle? See, it's tough. When you ask me this, I keep going back to when I played it at PAX East. and It was a little rough for you. It was a little rough, um, which I know they're going to fix the frame rate stuff and, and all that. I'm going to say 7.75. I think it's going to be a okay. good game. Okay. Uh, borderline great, but it's going to have some issues. I like it. I like it. Uh, I think it. I think it's going to be a solid eight. I really want to see Remedy hit it out of the park. Oh, I think we're going to yeah, same. have a great experience. So, yeah, yeah. I think I'm, just, I'm going to edge you out here. And when the game actually drops, here's the thing. We're going to go back to it, and we're going to see if our sco- score is held up. If you our hype... It held up absolutely oh i'm gonna find a name for this segment one day but before we do that kyle what's the next goober on the flash news uh this is media molecule oh i'm sorry this comes from brianna reeves over at playstation lifestyle media molecule is hiring development teams for dreams content creation media molecule is currently hiring contractors for small development teams once hired the developers who fill out these teams will work to create games in dreams the UK-based developer delved into the subject in a recent blog post, wherein those interested can also access an application. Quote, this isn't just normal outsourcing, the post reads. It is much more than about finding teams that want to collaborate with us on content for dreams. We are a little light on requirements, as this is an exploratory call-out. But needless to say, experience with creating in dreams is required. End quote. Dude, this is so awesome to see. Yeah. I know we talk about dreams a lot. I get it, Luke Lore. You don't like it. You don't get it. Well, nobody gets Crackdown 3, okay? It's not a good game. Um, but, like, to me, I look at dreams. We talk about it all the time. Having people create is amazing. And the tool set that you have is seemingly uh, boundless. Yeah. And it's awesome to see them reach out to their creators within dreams itself and going, hey, guys, gals, out, everybody out there. Um, come create for our game and maybe even earn a little cash for it. Yeah. Get your name on a portfolio somewhere. That's super Absolutely. dope. You don't get to see that a lot, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool to see because, like, I mean, we see people making Mario Maker levels, right? Yeah. They're trying to get me real upset at, you know, uh, at Mario. <laughs> it's real easy. And we see people create amazing things in Dreams. We see amazing creations in games like Minecraft. And we're seeing developers and creators who aspire to be game devs and this is a start for them and that's the thing that gets me really excited for these endeavors like the guy that made snake pass yeah he got that job because he he worked on little big planet three levels yeah like or two levels not even not even like where like he just was at home and created them yeah like it's just awesome yeah so it's just a feel-good piece as we get into the real real shit of the week kyle 
Let's get out oh, of the Flash boy. news and into the big goober of the night. Let's go for it. Uh, this comes from Andrew Webster over on The Verge. Overwatch's next hero is Sigma, a scientist who controls gravity. Blizzard has revealed the 31st hero to join the ranks of Overwatch. Yesterday, the company released a short animated trailer that showcased Sigma, a Dutch atro- astrophysicist who underwent a dramatic effect that left him with the ability to control gravity. Quote, gravity is a harness, Sigma says in the trailer. I have harnessed the harness. Ooh, what a quote. That's a bad... A- Wait, can I say that? Can I say that, please? Yeah, go ahead. Gravity is a harness, Sigma says in the trailer. I have harnessed the harness. <laughs> it sounded to me like you said, I have harnessed the hornets. <laughs> I shoot bees They're out mine. of my fingers. Zip, zip, zap, zoop. Sigma is a kind and brilliant scientist who has been irreparable. Oh my god, I can't say that word. You got this, you got irreparable. This. I can't, I'm going to pass by it. Changed by an experiment gone wrong. Gaining the ability to manipulate gravity in the process. During that tragic experiment, Sigma sustained serious psychological damage, deemed a threat to humanity, and locked away for years in a secret government facility. He was eventually freed by Talon and used as a living weapon. Now, this is a part two over from uh, Polygon from uh, Patricia Hernandez. And Kyle, would you like to read that portion for us? Overwatch artist says Sigma's bare feet meant to sell the asylum look. One thing that stood out to fans at the time was that Sigma was floating around with bare feet for seemingly unexplained reasons. But recent comments by a Blizzard developer reveal that the two details are actually related. Over at ArtStation, a website where artists can display their work for fans and recruiters, Blizzard character artist Quifang recently uploaded Sigma's concept art. Someone inevitably mentions that they hope Sigma's future skins will include shoes. This may seem like a strange reaction, but Sigma's toes have sparked confused and grossed-out reactions across the fandom, as it seems strange to be an armored fighter who happens to leave one part of his body so vulnerable. Fang is quoted by saying, Thanks for your feedback. We decided to keep the feet bare to sell the asylum look a bit more. In many institutions, patients are not allowed to have shoes because they might cause harm with the laces. While Sigma isn't necessarily in danger of that, we felt that having no shoes helped draw that connection. I also had iterations of him with shoes on, and it made him a lot more generic. So in the end, we decided to leave him bare feet. That's just what the reasoning internally was, though. I'm sure we'll be making skins with shoes on him in the future. End quote. After his reveal, some fans critiqued Blizzard for using poor mental health as a shorthand for villainy. Mm -hmm. Traditional madness tropes such as this one can help reinforce stigma around mental illness. Now it seems as if Sigma's poor mental health situation isn't just backstory. It's baked into the, the, the design of the hero. The famous Seamus writes in. And uh, I, I put this out of the Casa de Bad Bit uh, Discord server. We're having a really good uh, conversation about it because I didn't understand at first the outcry and why people may or may not be upset with the look uh, and why, like... There's no shoes. Uh, if you if you love the birdcage, yeah. you know that reference. Also, you like if you're reference. watching the video version, while I was yeah. reading that, I kind of smirked because like they're talking about dirty toes, and yeah. and it's just odd to me that we're talking about that on a PlayStation video game podcast. Like yeah. that's newsworthy. 
Also, it's really weird that it is, as of recording, 9.50 at night, and I'm hearing someone drill something seemingly on my door. So if you hear that, <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> Apparently, we're having work done. But Famous Seamus, uh, he gives me two good points that I wanted to consider, so I wanted to put it on the show. And he writes in, there are two things that bug me. The fact that the artist used the phrase asylum look went about the fact that stigma had that... Uh, Stig or Sigma had no shoes. It really feels like they dismissed the look of at mental health facilities. The way they use it kind of reminds me of those fake scars people used to sell to give uh, people a emo or broken slash look. Mm -hmm. uh, two, the whole villain with a mental illness is a tiled tired old cliche that basically villainizes people with mental illnesses. It's a cliche that I really wish games slash shows slash movies uh, would stop using, especially since people, uh, people try to use mental illness to escape talking about other topics. Cough, cough, gun control, cough, cough. Yeah, it's a really good point. Cough, cough. That's me saying it. Cough, cough. Or to cheat people like garbage. So Kyle, yeah. That's some really good insight. Absolutely. Um, and, like, he goes on to saying, like, they're usually really awesome with this. Overwatch is always awesome with this, right? Like, we have um, uh, openly gay characters in, in the, like, Soldier 76. One of the most like diverse Tracer. casts in any game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Baptiste as well, like, a Haitian character. You don't get to see a lot of Haitians in video games. Mm -hmm. And usually done really tastefully. Even... Um, God, Symmetra, she's on the spectrum, and that's really awesome, right? Yeah. So with that, do you think that this was a, a miss, or he just used the wrong words when he said uh, asylum aesthetic? Asylum look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Seamus, great points. Yes. Th these are absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. And after hearing these, I, I tend to agree with him. I, mm. I think, yeah, I think we've come a long way. When it comes to mental health, yeah, um, especially just talking about it and being open about it, mm -hmm. so I feel like saying mm -hmm. it's an asylum look, and everyone that's in that goes for mental health care, right? It's like this dingy place where there's no shoes, and people are just like, I think of Arkham Asylum, and I think of yeah. like the Joker, and and just how probably that's crazy what I'm that thinking, is. and like and that no, like that's the same thing I'm thinking about too. Yeah. So, um, like these are great points, my favorite villain of all time is the joker yes yeah, right same. like madness as you know it's like gravity all you need is a little push and um god such a great line heath ledger killed that role but like you don't you think of the joker as just like this lunatic like he's beyond a mental illness like this guy is just like he, he's evil incarnate he's chaos an agent of chaos anyway um but like he's just an evil dude at yeah. least to me. But then when, I, when you think of the, the rogue gallery of Batman villains, like, dude, he's fighting a lot of people with, like, PTSD, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia. Yeah. Like, he's beating up a lot of... And they're all going to Arkham Asylum because they're all cuckoo, right? Yeah. Like, and that's... And it's weird to go, oh, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. But am I uncomfortable about the stigma behind Sigma? Right? And yeah. that's the thing that gets me, and Sean Capri, that would be an awesome uh, title, by the way. But, like, that's what gets me a little confused is that I understand what the artist is trying to say by, like, the no shoes aesthetic means he, he's in this, you know, 
yeah. goes along with uh, sane asylums or whatever. Um, and I and I understand how that can't. That's not a good look. Um, I also like to, to before recording the podcast. I looked at gameplay of Arkham Asylum, and you notice all the inmates that you fight in the game are all barefoot choose. as well. Yeah, yeah. And like, sure, they're all super jacked, and that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But I understand what the artist was trying to get at. And yeah, I do think it's a little weird because when you look at Sigma, he's a super jacked up, like eight foot tall monstrosity. Like mm-hmm. he's a tank, right? Mm-hmm. And then he has like his little toesy woesies out and about, not even wearing fucking socks. Yeah. You know? And that's just a little weird to me. Um, but I. <sighs> I understand the cliche as well. Like I'm of two minds of this man. Cause I'm like, I get it because some of my favorite villains, the, again, like my, the rogue gallery, Batman, like I understand the whole, like, Oh, he was mentally ill excuse uh, for villainy is getting tiring. I really wish. I, I don't know how to approach Sigma. Cause mm-hmm. I, can't, I, I wish I could sit here and be like, this is dumb and this is the dumbest thing ever. And I hate this. Right. But like, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. And this is coming from someone like I have, you know, um, uh, you, I think you could consider, uh, it a mental illness. Like I have super depression, anxiety, oh, yeah. and I'm not yeah. saying that I could speak for everyone here, but like, I, I don't get offended, but I understand why you would. And oh, I also absolutely. understand the camp why you wouldn't. I'm just a two bots. Yeah, and, and you know, as, as I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you. I can see both sides of this. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, where it says like he went through a traumatic event, his ability to control yeah. gravity. Like, if if they go into more detail of that, and, and mm-hmm. like, I can see where he, how it made him to get to right. this point, and like yeah. it makes sense. I can kind of forgive what I'm kind of hung up with yeah. with these points. Maybe if he was already a douchebag. Yeah. Because <laughs> it seems like yeah. I think there just needs a bit more backstory with this character. 100%. Like, if he was already a bit of a dick, and then that's the reason, like, it, because it shows in the trailer he gets zapped by one of his experiments, mm-hmm. and that's where he goes. It's a really awesome, trippy trailer. Really awesome. It's, it's like Jacob's Ladder meets One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And, like... It's it's a really maddening thing, and I, I think if, if this is, like, maybe the experiment made him enhance his craziness, like, it enhanced the Hulk's, you know, anger. Like, if yeah. they made him, like, a stereotype for the Hulk, I think that would have been better. And maybe if he wasn't used as a weapon, maybe if he was one of that hierarchy of talent, the bad guys of Overwatch, then I would be a lot more comfortable with him there but sure. i think the reason why i like the joker and i'm just kind of just kind of go 360 with it is though he is clearly mentally ill he's also insanely capable of doing of course doing really easy evil shit but yeah. like he is an extremely capable character mm-hmm. and though he has a mental illness it, it by no means makes it uh you know a crutch for what he does you know what i mean so it it to me, as long as a character is is poised and held up in a strong regard, I don't mind. But yeah, I feel like there's just a problem with, I guess, the messaging that they're yeah. trying to go across here. Absolutely. Yeah. With that, Kyle, I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? And do you have any closing remarks as well, or just not nothing? I, I, I think what makes that... 
I think that's why Seamus has a problem with it and why mm-hmm. we're kind of hung up on, on it. Like, if, if the artist simply just said, sell the asylum look and just kind of explain that in this world, patients aren't allowed to have shoes for this reason. Yeah, it, I, I it think kinda... it would be, it, it wouldn't be as bad. It wouldn't yeah. look as bad or sound as bad, I, th- I and, think, and, personally. And maybe that's like the, and, and also like the uniform at like that he's using doesn't match the asylum look at all. It looks mm. again like he's a big tank, um, but like maybe if he wasn't so fashion designer about it, right? Sure, it's like oh, I'm giving him the the asylum <clears throat> aesthetic, you know? Like yeah. it's that would be a lot better if he went into detail about each little thing. And maybe he did. Maybe we're just grabbing quotes, but yeah, that it's it's a weird one for sure. Yeah. Uh, multifaceted, absolutely. Mm-hmm. With that, Kyle, I got a question for you. Oh, I think I know this question. Are you hanging on to something? Always. Good. Prepare the drop. Each and every week, PlayStation drops the latest. Oh my god, you didn't hang on to something. PlayStation drops the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation onto the PlayStation Store. The problem is that there are way too awesome ga- way too many awesome games that hit the storefront. So me and Kyle pick one game each to talk about why we're so excited for these games. Kyle, what's your pick? Uh, I'm going to get to my pick in a second, but I'm going to cheat here, Joe. You can't stop yes. me. Uh, surprising that Wargroove is finally out on PS4. Yeah. I yeah. heard many great things about the Switch title. Uh, yeah. A lot of people compare it to Advance Wars, which is I'm excited to, to play them. It'll kick your ass, dude. It'll oh, kick your ass. It I'm excited. Um, Garrett Bland loves it. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, also, I just... I'm not saying this is a good game at all, but I love that this is a thing, and it's keeping the beat alive. Not really. It's called Conga Master Go. <sighs> I can't believe it's a real thing, and I just wanted to shout that, shout that out so people understand. How dare you? How dare you? The state of the Vita right now. Uh, <laughs> my my official pick yeah. is Wolfenstein Youngblood. Uh, Wolfenstein Ooh. Youngblood is the first modern co-op Wolfenstein adventure. 19 years after the events of Wolfenstein 2, BJ's twin daughters Jess and Soph Blaskowitz are forced into action. Wolfenstein Youngblood features the most open-ended Wolfenstein experience to date. Ooh. Kyle, so we're going to play this, right? We're playing this again? I, absolutely. I can't Can wait. We, we need to pick a day and then we need to stream it. That's what I think. Yeah. All right, good. Okay. Yeah. With that, my pick is also Nazi related. So let's Ooh. talk about it. All right. Or what I like to call Ben Shapiro's vacation books. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Joe's pick for this week. And we're gonna we're gonna do the accent, so I'm sorry everybody oh, from Germany. No. Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot. It's a PSVR title. This brings the virtual reality to the revolution against the Nazis of uh, Paris in nineteen eighty. You're the best hacker in town, and your mission is to aid the French resistance by taking over control of the powerful Nazi war machines. When saddle up boys, Cyber Pilot is you're uh, one of us stars, yeah. How <laughs> you added boys into that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> guess how? Guess how, guess the, the Metacritic is in for Cyberpilot and Un uh, Young Blood. Oh, it is. Yes. Do I you want to guess the score? <sighs> Cyberpilot. Uh, yeah. 
will probably oh I can't stand this. Uh I'm gonna guess Cyber Pilot's probably in the mid seventies and Young Bud is probably low eighties. No, no, this is just for the gag. It's a nine out of ten. <laughs> can't how dare you (laughs) i can't hear anything you're saying this sucks that was bad i can't i'm leaving any other playstation podcast need a host anybody (laughs) and you walked right into it you're just like oh is is it really (laughs) it's not oh god that was a good one guys i'm requitting again i'm requitting again (laughs) God, I love this show more than most things, I'll be honest. It's fantastic. I thought of that right on the spot. I was like, 9 out of 10, that's great. Let's get to Andy Snail Mail. I don't want right, to. Let's talk, about, let's talk about fools that will fall for anything. As you know, Kyle, you can go right into the show. If you have a PlayStation question, you get a PlayStation answer read on the show each in every Thursday, you can write into us at PS Trophy Room. You can write into us at the Casa de Bad Bit Discord server, or you could send your mail, fashion it over to Andrew House's house. And guess what I do, Kyle? Guess what I do? Take take a gander. I'm I still really shit. mad at you. I steal it. I I go to his PO box. I take his mail. I slap him a little bit. I steal his Nissan. I drive back to the states. You go, whoa! What are you talking about? There's an ocean between us. Well, guess what? This guy's Nissan is also a ship. So, bam! There you go. And here we are. We have a lot of tweets and a lot of questions this week. Are you ready, Kyle? Nine. <laughs> Throw it right back. At you. He really he's, he's not a fan of me this night. <laughs> Fred Ramirez tweets in, when is the release date for the Iron Man VR game? Fred Ramirez, this is a great question. So this is supposed to be a 2019 release date. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw it at San Diego Comic-Con. That you thought would be a great way of announcing the release date. Do you think this game's getting pushed back? Do you think this is having a holiday release date, kind of like a Tetris effect? Huh. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting because you don't want it. I personally, I don't think I would want it close to the Avengers game, which is next okay. May. So okay. it's got to be. A, hmm. I'll say November. I'm just gonna throw that out there. November. Yeah, yeah I think it's gonna be a Tetris, uh, a, a, a Tetris effect type of mm-hmm. like November. It's gonna drop maybe a week in between Doom and and like you know Death Stranding. But I think that game's just gonna sell on its own because of the name. Yeah, you right? know and that would be a, a. I can picture like people at, on Christmas getting a VR and popping that in and be like, "Hey, mom, come look, be Iron Man." And like yeah. that, to me, that's a perfect VR game to kind of sell it if you yeah. haven't tried it before. Especially from what we've seen, it was really impressive. Yeah, so absolutely. I think that's one game that Beat Saber. We can make a whole video about it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. The f- most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life writes it again. He goes, Blizzard has decided that PlayStation can let one of their characters be a playable character in Overwatch. Which PlayStation character would you pick to be in Overwatch? And also, what would their support role be? I'm going to add in that. Is Are they a support class? Are they healer? Are they a tank? Are they DPS? What are they? You're going to have to give me a minute because I need okay. to think. I'm saying 
because this is an easy pick and I, but I also think it makes perfect sense for Overwatch mm-hmm. is Kratos from God of War. Because Overwatch is a weird type of shooter where it relies on weird mechanics you've never really thought of. It's not like a Counter-Strike grounded, you know, here's your frag grenades, here's your, you know, here's your assault rifle. It You see people, like, use gravity as a weapon. There's a, a there's a literal gorilla that uses his, his fists and his gorilla rage. And I think it would be an awesome way to sh- see how they use the axe mechanic and his blades of chaos, what he could switch off as. So like one minute he could be like a DPS tank hybrid. Whereas like mm-hmm. one minute he's using the ax to like count, uh, uh, crowd control people. Like he's using the ice ability to like, like nail people against the wall who, and then like, st- like leave them there in place or something he could tell about teleport back to and then he could switch to his like blades of chaos and do a whole lot of aoe damage i think that would be really dope and his ultimate is spartan rage and he just gets really crazy and yeah just a no holds bar maybe that's where he uses the blades of chaos maybe atreus pops out he's like hey pod he shoots tracer right in the head <laughs> with an arrow he's like got her you know dumb idiot <laughs> Kyle, what'd you pick here what'd you pick here I I, I was thinking, and then you made that stupid sound effect, and it threw me off. What sound Uh, effect? What stupid sound effect? You went who in the middle of that? (laughs) I did, did I? (laughs) It's just part of me now. I can't stop Um, it. I I think Aloy Aloy would be pretty cool. Um, Not not sure what her ultimate would be, but I I think she would be a cool range character. Yeah, well, she has so many different arrows. Yeah, that she can use. She's got like like, the the blast pouch where she can throw like bombs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's all. Yeah, she can have one ability where she's throwing grenades, doing damage, and she could be a DPS slash healer. So Mm. like, she should be healing people with her like arrows. Yeah, kind of like one of the I forget her name in in Overwatch already, but like, yeah, there's a lot of kits that you can make Aloy. That's oh my god, and just seeing her Blizzard fied. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be freaking dope. Nasty Boots has two questions. One of them's real serious. If Sony could take any IP from anyone, who would you want it to be? And uh, uh, who would suit for the PlayStation brand? So who would be a good fit for the PlayStation brand? For me, I'm taking the Master Chief. Honestly, God, John needs a better home. That surprises me, Joe. Why? Why? What would you think I'd say? Beginning of this episode, you were talking about gears and wanting to have sacred symbols. I could have sworn you were going to say gears. This is tough. This is real tough. Because honest to God, this is the two IP I only care about on Xbox. Anything else could just be. And I'm still going to stick to Halo because I remember having this this long, drawn-out conversation like 10 years ago. Jesus, fuck. 10 years ago. Like, more than 10 years ago uh, with my friends going, how awesome would it be to play Halo on a PS2? And I just remember that conversation. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Halo. Uh, I know I've said this before, but it's mm-hmm. when I when Nancy Boots is saying suit up, I'm picturing like an actual character suiting up with like a PlayStation okay. logo and something. Mm-hmm. But it's Forza. <laughs> so I'm just imagining like a car. Like suited up with PlayStation nah, symbols got, all over the place. We got Gran Turismo, you know. Do and we I know, though? Do we though? I know Polyphony hasn't been on their A game, 
but I just think it'd be, I have faith, you know, I have faith. Mm. It, it was the tour de four once it, it'll be it again. Um, uh, we're going to, we're going to steal a uh, real other answer. Uh, we're going to yeah. steal uh captain toad treasure tracker. He's coming over. Ooh. He's coming over. <laughs> Screw you, Mario. <laughs> Instead of coins, he's just finding trophies. Yeah. Yeah. Peach was my gal. That's why I always told him she was in another castle. Well, she was right here with me. Suck it, you dumb plumber. I'm out of here. <laughs> Captain Toad for life. <laughs> Oh my god, that's like Alundra Blaze showing up on WCW Nitro and putting the championship title in the trash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck you, you fat plumber bitch! <laughs> I don't need this shit anymore! <laughs> that's the best toad I could do. Uh, Nasty Boots then goes, the second question. If I covered you and Kyle in baby oil... Ooh. And put a put a slip and slide from the top to bottom, uh, street, where oh, yeah, Shipquay Street. Oh, where he Something, lives. Okay, okay, where I live. Who would you? Who would get to the bottom first? Uh, you lather us up in baby oil. <laughs> I'm not thinking about who's getting to the bottom first. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, with all that perverted stuff aside, you know what I just did by accident, Kyle. I do this almost every week. <sighs> Accidentally activated the Winter Gamer. Oh, no. I know. God. He's a destructive force. A madman, some what, what would say. Made it, what made it activate? Just baby oil? Is that I what think, yeah. Word? Yeah, it's baby oil and then slip and slide. <laughs> <laughs> and then... He turns out like a Mac. He's just like... Ah, shit, I gotta go kill again, you know? Let's go. You get to take an IP from Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo and combine them into an awesome crossover game which keeps the aesthetic that one uh, of one, except you see it on PlayStation 4. Uh, what do you pick and what style of the game is it? I already got it. Well, mine is not is serious at all. And it just popped in my head right now. Mine isn't either. All right. Uh, mine's is a buddy cop genre we don't get to see a lot of buddy cops anymore it's with the master chief and nathan drake from uncharted because i feel like nathan drake is the rookie that just got in you know into the the, the detective agency uh-huh. and master chief is like one day away from retirement okay. you know yeah. and uh mario has stolen cortana that's right oh. mario is uh is well wait for it is a real he's like a scar face like figure he runs a a big drug rink Mm-hmm. Um and drug trafficking up the wazoo. You think he's a bad guy, but it turns out to be this is a Bowser's inside story. That's right. <laughs> Bowser is in here. He's telling his side of the tale. He is uh, he is in the back. You arrest him. He's like the first mission, and that's where he gets to really uncover some things. So you're working from the Bowser's flashbacks <laughs> of Mario chainsawing people in half and shit, doing all sorts of cocaine oh, drugs, oh, and no. and yeah. So it's a Bowser's inside story. Featuring Master Chief, uh, Nathan Drake, buddy cop comedy, and it's also a rom-com. Can, can I just say, when you were talking about Bowser and, and yeah. Mario like killing people, sure. I thought of the Power Rangers gritty reboot thing that was on YouTube oh, and the dude, Black Ranger, so dope. where yeah. he's just doing coke. And he just... <laughs> different side to our childhood yeah. favorites. <laughs> totally different side. What would be What would be your game? All right, so... See? 
Because no it, dope, no lie, I would like to see that a yeah. gritty GTA like inspired Bowser's <laughs> inside story. Yeah. Uh, it's a. I'm gonna say this is a little cheating. A little okay. cheating. Uh, it's a horror game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luigi's Mansion aesthetic. Okay. Um, it involves uh the um, Silent Hill for okay. Sony. I like I like where we're going. Very spooky. There's fog. There's Luigi. You know, crap in his pants. Yeah. Um, and then the enemy and the ones that Luigi needs to run away from and and, okay. and capture or I've never played Luigi's Mansion, so I don't know. Uh, it's Suck Viva Pinata. Exactly. Just Viva Pinata is coming around <laughs> in the fog and just. <laughs> Luigi's got to deal with gone, it, man. They've gone fucking feral. Exactly. <laughs> Just like the feral boy Toomba over there. And, yeah, absolutely. Toomba. <laughs> He's riding one of them, dude. Oh, my yeah, God. That's, that's fucking think. great, dude. That's a great question. Uh, Marcus O'Neill asked this one. I don't typically consider myself someone who pays that close attention to a video game soundtrack, but this morning I caught myself humming the Shopkeeper track from The Messenger, a game I finished months ago. Describe the last time the music from a game really stuck with you. What are some of your favorite video game soundtracks of all time? Man, oh, man. This is a good one. Yeah. Uh, all-time best, and I'm going to be uh, real, real with you, PlayStation Podcast, I know. Listen, we've been fooling you the past hour. But uh, Halo, man. It's oh, a great one. Oh, drop the bass. Yeah. Uh, wake up. <laughs> what you, what you, what you, uh, Halo is actually um, Halo 3's theme. Dum, bum, 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 bum. That one, the best one. Um, I actually walked down the aisle of my brother's wedding to that music. Oh, nice. So, yeah, Halo's Halo's theme was, like, the first time uh, as a gamer. I think most gamers, right? Like, at that time, not a lot of games had, like, an orchestrated soundtrack. And Halo was really the first, right? If it really comes to my mind. So, Halo, for all time, uh, ones that stick with me constantly is if I'm doing homework... Or I need to focus on something. I play Horizon Zero Dawn's soundtrack. You took one of mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real piece of shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah. I can it, I can still perfect. hear that menu music. Mm-hmm. Like just when I think about the game, that is the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. yeah. It, it also is beautiful. God of War's uh, main theme. Absolutely. Uh, same thing with Spidey's. Oh yeah. Spidey's is real good too. Um, what are some of yours? Because I have one more, but I don't want to steal yeah. it if it's yours. Mine is, mine is easy. It always pops in my head, and it goes back to the E3. We already mentioned it. Um, it's Final Fantasy music. Just Ooh, just as yeah. one big thing. Like, the battle music, the victory music. Like, I love Final Fantasy music. And, like, at E3, when the Final Fantasy VIII remake thing popped up, I knew it the moment the music hit. Like, within seconds. That's how ingrained it is to me. You were triggered just like the Winter Gamer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was... Oh, <laughs> oh God, I gotta go kill life, it. <laughs> life flashed before my eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy music is iconic, and it's so yeah. damn good. I also love the Halo music, just because, like, we would blast it in the car, like, wherever we went in, in high school. Shout out to the, the Breaking Benjamin Halo Oh, my song. God, right? Oh, so yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, Skyrim. Nah, I didn't play Skyrim. Skyrim is, what the fuck? Right. I mean, um, yeah, Skyrim, dude, right? 
<laughs> we'll just sing it for you, Marcus O'Neill. <laughs> Doom. Doom oh, music, dude. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Rip and yeah. tear. I'll rip and tear through like a nice, like, I've been walking recently. A also, nice walk, a nice another one is yonk. the uh, the Uncharted music. The Uncharted themes. Ooh. Like when you uncover something, the, the little chime yeah. in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. We should just do an episode of like the best chimes in a fucking video game. The best chimes? The best chimes. Oh, Number five. <laughs> and number then four. we recreate the chimes, right? And yeah. then that's oh, it. Yeah, number three. <laughs> I think for the number one, though, if we're, <clears throat> if we're being honest with myself at least, uh, Mario, dude. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. You know that one? I'll do it for you. Do, 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 do. That one slaps. Dude. Also, just like boop, boop, boop. Uh, hitting a coin box. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, you know why that's can't easy. this plumber solve anything without violence? <laughs> Seriously, yeah, always uh, punching things. Seriously, jumping on people's heads, inappropriate, inappropriate. Kyle, yeah, that's all the questions. That's been the trophy room this week. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to plug? As always, I'd like to plug myself. Yeah. Uh, Who that ninja seventy three on Twitter and on PSN. Uh, my show all about the kind of funny community. Best friends talk funny. You can find that on Twitter at BFS Talk Funny and wherever you listen to podcast services. New episode went live this past weekend, featuring one Jess Cogwell, uh, who writes for Irrational Passions as well as Uppercut. Um, fantastic, great episode. I loved having her on. Also, uh, the kind of NYC uh, podcast called Dollar Slice Pod is on Twitter at Dollar Slice Pod. We just talk about nerdy things that we love and community events that we put on throughout the year. So go check it out. And you can find me over here at Bad Bit Games. You can find the Trophy Room there as well. You can find the Trophy Room on any RSS feed, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever there's an RSS feed. You can find us. Please rate us five stars. It really does help me out. It builds this big, beautiful family that I call home. And so with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everyone, keep hunting. And keep playing PlayStation.